Star Wars 7x7 episode 1396 today. We're looking at the top seven takeaways from the new Solo A Star Wars Story behind the scenes featurette that just got released yesterday. Punch it, Chewie. Hello, everybody. I'm Greg Proops. You may know me as Fode from The Phantom Menace. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. I love you, Alan. Hey, Rebel Razor. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So we're going to talk about top takeaways from that solo featurette. And the first one I want to talk about with you is probably a little bit more theory than anything else. But quite honestly, I'm surprised that we haven't been talking about this yet. So there's a quote from Alden Ehrenreich because a bunch of people get interviewed for this behind-the-scenes featurette. And one of the things he says is that this movie is all part of the great expansion of the Han Solo world. That's quote-unquote. And so the thing we're not talking about is whether this is the first of a bunch of Alden Ehrenreich Star Wars movies. Nobody has said anything about that. All we've ever heard is that these are standalone movies and that's it, period, paragraph, end of story. But, you know, unlike Rogue One where everybody died, spoiler alert, <laughs> you know, they couldn't necessarily make any more Rogue One movies. I mean, you know, they could. They could follow Jyn around, but they kind of covered that base with Rebel Rising. They could follow Cassian and K2 around, I suppose, and do a little thing with them. But, eh, you know, not so much. But with Alden Ehrenreich, they've got a number of years prior to Han Solo's arrival in the cantina in A New Hope that they could explore if the movie goes well, if it's well-received, if Alden's performance is well-received. They've got <laughs> a ton of opportunity there. And so the idea of Alden Ehrenreich saying you know, it's a great expansion of the Han Solo world, like that this is part of this expansion, is he actually hinting at the fact that there may be more Han <laughs> Han Solo, Alden Ehrenreich movies to come? Or is he possibly hoping for it? Or is he just talking about the movie itself? I don't know, but if this goes well, why wouldn't Lucasfilm make more Han Solo movies with Alden Ehrenreich in the role of Han Solo? I mean, seems like a no-brainer to me. All right, the second top takeaway I want to share with you has to do with Ron Howard's comments in the behind-the-scenes featurette. So... He talks about how the Empire has everything under, you know, really horrible control. And then he says, but then we meet this incredibly free spirit. That's the phrase, incredibly free spirit. That's how he describes Han Solo. And you hear that kind of phrase and it feels kind of shiny, happy people-like in a way, you know? It doesn't seem to fit exactly with the criminal activity that we see Han Solo involved in at the very beginning. I mean, those shots of him tearing around Corellia in the speeder with Kira by his side... That's him in his youngest days that we're seeing him in the movie. And so, yeah, it struck me as very interesting to have him described as an incredibly free spirit in that regard when, you know, there's definitely a criminal element to what he is up to. And as we all know, one of the main goals of this movie is to show us how a young Han Solo became or at least got on the road to becoming the man that we see in the cantina in A New Hope. And so... To that end, we also have to talk about our third top takeaway, which is the combination of Larry Kasdan's and Amelia Clark's comments in the behind-the-scenes featurette, because they are paired with each other, and they talk about the character of Han Solo. Larry Kasdan says that he's always felt Han was the most interesting character in the franchise and talks about how you don't know what he's going to do next and how reckless he is. And then Amelia Clark talks about his, his just bravado, how he always is doing things that 
have no idea, like he doesn't know what he's doing and there's no reason why anything he's doing should work and yet somehow he does and he manages to pull it off. And so we're finding that that is a very strong foundation for his character in general. And so it's really more about his idealism and that's how it's been described in previous interviews. How his, you know, moral compass comes to be set and how it comes to be changed in significant ways and you know in ways that will affect who he is when we meet him in a new hope now that's kind of enough for the behind the scenesy kind of stuff for the moment at least we'll talk about one other thing that's really sort of off the table as it were as our seventh top takeaway but the fourth top takeaway i want to share with you is the fact that we have I guess you would say it's as close to a new scene as we've gotten so far. We get new shots of things like more of Industrial Corellia and a little bit more of what's happening on Mimban, the mud planet, if you will, from Splinter of the Mind's Eye. But in particular, the big new moment that we get is some crazy worm creature coming out of a pool and Han Solo is being brought to face this crazy worm creature, whatever it is, in some, you know, underworld den of iniquity and he's being shoved forward by a character who kind of sort of looks like it might possibly be Moloch but hard to tell because so far the only really good look we've gotten at Moloch is a Lego figure so I don't think so unless it's been showing up in Han Solo trading cards or something like that which you know it may have been it may be showing up in Star Wars card trader perhaps or I think there was a uh, a release of images from cards in France, something like that. It was a leak or a spoiler, something to that effect. Anyway, could be Moloch possibly, but it is the young Han Solo that we're seeing in this scene, the one who is closer to the 18-year-old side of things, the one who's driving around with Kira, the young Amelia Clark, and getting chased by both Imperial Patrol Troopers and by that giant speeder that's being piloted by Moloch as well. So you have to think that there's got to be some relation to those scenes. We don't necessarily know how that chase scene ends, but it you, you could try to extrapolate from this and think that maybe Moloch catches him and then drags him off to whatever situation this is going to be. And speaking of trying to reinterpret things, well, our fifth top takeaway has to do with the fact that Mimban is unfolding a little bit differently than we'd been given to believe based on the footage so far. So there was a scene in earlier footage where Han is in Imperial gear and he says, you know, I'm a driver and I'm a flyer. And he's talking, you know, very stridently to someone. And based on this new behind the scenes featurette footage where he's, you know, talking more about being a driver and a great pilot, he's He's actually talking to Tobias Beckett, who is seen in the behind-the-scenes featurette in Imperial Gear, as well as Val, Thandie Newton's character, is also seen in Imperial Gear in this scene, too. So now it seems like we have heists happening on at least three planets, because... Something's going on on Mimbam if Tobias and Val and Han are there, right? They've got to be up to something. And then whatever snowy planet we're seeing that conveyx on, that crazy double-sided train, that's a different environment. I mean, we're all operating under the assumption, the standard Star Wars rule that planet equals environment. So Mimban is not going to have a snowy area as well as a mud-covered area, right? It's going to be a different planet. And then we have Kessel, of course. That's going to be happening too. So we're going to see a lot of capers in Solo A Star Wars Story, it seems. And there's one other thing that is new about a scene that we've already seen as well, and that's the fact that when 
we see Han and Kira reuniting in that swanky nightclub-y atmosphere place. We didn't know that Chewbacca was in the room as well, but the behind-the-scenes featurette shows that Chewie is also in that scene as well. All right, the sixth top takeaway is Lando. And we've done top takeaways for previous footage released by Lucasfilm for the movie, and Lando has gotten his own top takeaway spot, I think, in just about every one. This time, we get his laugh, Donald Glover laughing as Lando, and it sounds exactly the way you want it to sound. I mean, it's just beautiful. And you can hear Billy D. Williams in his voice, even though, you know, it's he's not trying to imitate Billy D. Williams. He's absolutely not. He's creating Lando as his own character, and as he should, because it's a young Lando as well. But you can hear Billy D. Williams in it, which I just thought was wonderful. And Han questioning him about how he got his ship, and Lando going, I like this kid. I mean... They should be about the same age, but Lando definitely is looking at Han as somebody utterly inexperienced in the ways of the world. And, you know, it's not really the case in some sense, but maybe it is. Maybe there's a level of criminality and of scoundrelness that Han just hasn't experienced yet that he hasn't achieved. But Lando seems already well on his way to doing that. And, of course, you can't neglect the fact that Han is, not Han, excuse me, Lando is randomly kissing some alien's hand, just going, mm, <laughs> leaning over him, and, oh, what a scamp, what a scoundrel. It's, it's all part of the vibe that they're creating for young Lando, and they're doing a fantastic job of it, if I do say so myself. Not being involved with the movie, so I guess I can say that myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a big deal. Anyway, that would be our number six takeaway, that we are getting more of Donald Glover as Lando, just getting little pieces parceled out to us, and every piece so far has been fantastic. And then the seventh and final top takeaway is more about the inside baseball of this whole thing. It's really interesting to me that this was released on a Sunday again. So we have had a lot of stuff from Solo dropped on us on Sundays. The last trailer was dropped on us on a Sunday. And then, of course, you know, Super Bowl Sunday with the commercial coming out. And then the full teaser came out the day after. But, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, I mean, I guess you kind of had to take advantage of that. Maybe it was the first time they'd ever done it. But Sunday really seems to be a big day for big marketing pieces that are coming out for Solo A Star Wars Stories, and it's rather unusual for Lucasfilm to be doing that. So, I don't know, it just seemed like something to flag for future reference. You know, I have been looking at Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as the big days where they are releasing material. You go back to look at trailer release dates for... The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and Rogue One. Most of that stuff, most of the major news announcements about those three movies happened on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. I think really the lone exceptions were the releases of the final trailers for each of those movies because it was done during Monday Night Football in October for those. And, you know, that kind of makes sense because that's A, ESPN, so it's a Disney network, and B, it's the largest cable audience on a weekly basis anyway. So, you know, it kind of makes sense why they would do it there. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and then we will do Last Jedi trivia together. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. 
Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please, leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. So last time I asked you who is officially taking over the role of Chewbacca as of The Last Jedi, and that is Yunus Suotomo. That is Yunus Suotomo. My best shot at the pronunciation there for you. And thankfully, Peter Mayhew still serving as a consultant to the role, which is really awesome. You know, let's hang on to him as long as we can. Today's question for you, it's a triple actor question. I know you know who plays Ray and Finn and Poe and all that, but let's take care of the new characters all at once. So tell me who the actors are who play Rose Tico, DJ, and Admiral Holdo. That right there is going to do it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. Hey, before you get captured on Geonosis, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at Patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not a separatist trick, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!